Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hugh Spotlight. I'm Tracy Koga. It is a brand new show, and I'm so happy to introduce live in person Ona Lu. And Ona Lu is a special, special person because this show is dedicated to promote the local musicians, but musicians around the world. And I'm so proud to say, Onalu, you've made Winnipeg your home. Oh, yes. <laughs> Happily. Oh, yes. As she's saying that, as we've gone through the worst winter ever, the most snow, the coldest days. But she is here, a trooper. I don't mind. I like the winter. <laughs> and this also marks a real milestone. Uh, we're heading, I hope, out of COVID, out of this whole existence that we've been in, in limbo for two years. We are maskless, and we are healthy, and we are just so excited to not only hear your story, but to experience live music. Okay, so for any of you out there that would like to know more about Onalu, born in Argentina. So tell us your journey, Onalu, not only to Winnipeg, but as a musician, a female musician mm -hmm. in Argentina. Oh, oh. What a question. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Buenos Aires, uh, the capital. Um, but I spent a lot of my childhood in a province, uh, in another province in Argentina, because my parents are from there. So, and I always dreamt of moving to this little province. It's a small city where I had my friends and I could play on the streets. And it, it was a dream that I had year after year. And I would say, what can I do? Can I not go to school and then just take tests? And, I never did it, but I'm saying this because life, life, life happened and I'm living here now and Winnipeg is very much like that city that I so wanted to live when I was a kid and that amazed me when I, I realized that living here after years living here, I was like, okay, this is like Tucumán. Oh, oh. That's crazy. And I started with music when I was, I guess, when I was five years old. Uh, a music teacher would come to our house and, and give us guitar lessons to me and my four siblings. Um, and I took lessons for two years. And I can now remember, look back and, and see how much I loved it. I didn't realize then, but I would spend hours at five years old, six years old, figuring out the songs in the living room and just hours and the chords. And, and I could sing without looking at my hands. And I, I really loved it. But then no more money, no more lessons. Uh, I didn't play guitar anymore or sang until I was 16. And then I started playing at church, you know, for mass and, and watching my friends. I kind of took it up again and, and never let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it wasn't my choice like after high school. I studied law for a bit and pol political sciences. I don't mm -hmm. know what's the name here. Um, but I, I would just spend hours playing guitar and singing, and I knew something was off with my choice of career. So finally, I realized this is what I wanted to do. And then I went to over a decade of 
college, like a good nerd that, that I am, <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> but, you know, you have to admit, though, probably those years of education, though, really helped you prepare, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be the, the artist I, I am today if I hadn't gone through all that painful years, <laughs> those painful years of college. No, it, there, there was a bit of everything. I did a major in classical composition first mm -hmm. because it was... I, I wanted to do music and that was like the best school I thought in Buenos Aires so I went there but it wasn't quite what I wanted to do uh, so then I went to Boston to Berkeley College of Music that was heaven and and yeah that was very important to actually become Onalu. Yes <laughs> I know uh, so to Onalu like uh, Berkeley is amazing that is the epitome of music school yeah and obviously made a great impact on you. Now, the Analu now, today, the music you like to write, and coming here to North America, you know, listening to all the different colors and flavors, how have you made your sound so unique and make it distinct? Ah, well, that's a lot, Berkeley. They, they talk a lot about that, about being genuine, about being yourself, about finding the joy in what you do. And it, it was a journey, uh, mm. like giving birth to, to this. Um, um, and it, it took a lot of work and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of soul-searching. But I, I would say that leaving Argentina and meeting people from all over the world and studying in the end brought me closer to the root, to the mm. music that I was listening when I was growing up to the music my parents were playing and singing and and that's when I write closer to that is where is when I can express more accurately what I want to say okay and you now have two albums under your belt and that's I, I really it's a big feat for musicians today and of course the pandemic obviously that had an effect on you too oh yes of course uh, like everyone else um, and it was curiously enough it was during the pandemic that I could um, bring to life this second album which was something I, w I had been trying to do for years um, <clears throat> but suddenly with all, all this being isolated being faced with the possibility of dying all the time right or, or people you love most dying and or being just in your house, four walls. Um, it just made me find the, the inspiration and the, and the strength and the discipline to just do all the million steps that had to be done in order to accomplish this. I got support from Canada Council for the Arts to do this album, to do this project. And all, all of that is, it was just, it's just a dream come true. It's things that if you had asked me six years ago, five years ago, or ten years ago, I would have never thought um, I, I would do these things. Um, so I guess it's true once more. It has happened to me many times in my life. But when situation is the most challenging, something very important happens afterwards in my life. Mm -hmm. What resonates with you the most on this album? What are some of the themes and the subjects that you touch on musically? Um, um, 
most of all like inner strength like how exactly like the, the album is called Diamante which is diamond and it's one of the songs and even though the songs ha touch on different subjects I guess that's the main thing uh, because it's about um, how under the pressure of these situations and all the this hardship um, we become something else mm -hmm. and we become I think like diamonds so strong and beautiful if we, if we get to survive <laughs> so if, when we get to survive and overcome all this um, so that's the main idea driving and like each song is kind of a, a universe in its own and some of the it contains really the lessons that I have learned in these years but it also talks a lot about uh, the people that support us that, that is by our side when things go well and when things go south um, I touch a lot on that I also another thing that I talk about is sorrow and pain being part of life as much as joy and peace um, I, I think I had I've had most of my life this idea that in order to be happy that meant that there was no problems or no sadness or no inner uh, tension and I think now that's completely wrong and and pain and sorrow and tension is a part of life it's both sides of the same coin and we can't have just one mm -hmm. do you think that if you were still in Buenos Aires in Argentina would you be able to write an album like this and express yourself like you do no no I don't think so um, because well, one of the reasons that I moved here was to be able to do what I love to have the 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 space in my life to do what I love and I know in Argentina you'd be fighting against so many other difficulties that people are up against every day in Argentina in everyday life that I don't think I would have had the the space in my mind in my heart to to pour all this into my songs I mean maybe yes who knows but mm -hmm. but I, I I am thankful to the choice even though I, I fight a lot a lot with the choice of living uh, abroad but mm -hmm. but one of the reasons I did is being able to to live doing what I love and I think I'm being able to do that here moving forward oh, back to live performing how exciting is that <laughs> uh, it's like a dream being here maybe this is a dream I'm not sure <laughs> I hope is it's not real? a dream yeah, it is real it is real okay um, yeah I, I this is one of the things I'm really uh, looking forward this year I hope I can be in front of many people in many cities playing uh, presenting this album and and just sharing my music I I've shared my music a lot during the pandemic like more than other periods of my life through social media and it's been amazing but I really miss mm -hmm. looking someone in the eye it's so different right <laughs> it's, I something, know. it's something else we need that oh we certainly do through all of this and, and maybe including you moving here to Winnipeg what have you learned personally um, about your, your own self maybe not even as a musician aside what has Onalu learned about herself by moving here mm -hmm. I'm strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was hard. It was very hard. Like um, 
building a life from scratch. I, I don't think I, I, I was really aware of how hard it would be when I decided to live abroad. But I'm, yeah, I guess I, like with other experiences that I've, like becoming a mom, I've surprised myself and I try to keep that in my awareness, not forget that and so I can trust myself when I'm dreaming and planning on doing new things. I try to remember, okay, I did that. That was hard and I did it, so I can do this. <laughs> you can. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, so you are going to play us a song, and um, not right away, of course, but what are you going to play for us tonight? Well, I chose to play Diamante, who, uh, the song I was talking to you about. Um, and I think since the song, the message of the song is, is like uplifting to connect, to realize how strong we are and that we have the, the possibility to change our situation. Um, <clears throat> uh, in the song part in particular, I talk about uh, conditionings and challenges that women go through. <clears throat> but on the pre-chorus and chorus, I thought about it more like an anthem for anyone being oppressed by a, another person or by society or government. And I think that's something we most of us go through <laughs> at some point. And and yeah, and it's it's easy to feel very weak and very helpless. But we are not never so weak or so helpless that we can't there's nothing we can do. So, and, and many times we can do a lot. Mm -hmm. And when we can do a lot, we should do it because there are people who really can't because the situation sometimes doesn't allow it. So that's what I'm gonna be playing. <laughs> I just started <laughs> On a talking. Happy note. No, but, but that is so important. And the beauty of it is that you are able to write such a beautiful song and share it with us later on tonight. So I wanna thank you, Onalu. It's been more than a pleasure to awesome. have this conversation in person <laughs> and we can hardly wait to hear the song. But right now, as I mentioned before, not only do we get to meet some local musicians, but also musicians across the country. So here's my interview with indie pop punk singer-songwriter Bex. A big hello to you Bex in Toronto. It is so, so nice to meet you. And first of all, girl, congratulations on your new music, Starlight, Feelings, all of these incredible songs that are now out there for everybody, the world, to enjoy. How does that sound? <laughs> it feels kind of surreal to have a whole body of work out there now. It feels amazing. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about your journey to where you are right now. Um, you know, 
Bex as a little girl, always interested in music or is this something that came upon you later in life? No, I was always interested in music, but arts in general. I think I was led into a lot of different um, pathways when I was younger and still as as an adult as well. I, I just love the fine arts, so photography, visual arts, music, but music definitely, definitely has been in my life. The minute I could write, I started writing. So I st wrote my first song at five years old with the help of my sister because I didn't know how to spell all the words. So it's definitely... <laughs> it's incredible at five years old. So what was that song called and what was it about? Oh, it was horrible. I think it was inspired by country music at the time because I was listening to a lot of Shania Twain, who I love. I'm not dissing Shania Twain. I love her. Um, but the song was so weird for a five-year-old because it was like the lyrics were, baby, I'm back on the street. Like, let's go ride in the limousine. I was just trying to find words that rhymed. <laughs> and it was a weird song for a five-year-old to sing. <laughs> so I, I don't guess, know where I got it from. So I was going to say, I guess you were ahead of your time, so to speak. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I think for so many artists, especially now in the times that we're living in, uh, to be able to write and to be able to tell your story, I think, is so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and we have so many tools now, too, I think, as artists and platforms like this, um, especially during the pandemic, you realize really what the tools are you have to connect with so many artists around the world and get inspired in so many ways. And I think there's a lot of people out there now pursuing this because we have so many tools um, to be able to have our voices heard a little bit more than in the past, mm -hmm. for sure. So it's a really exciting time in that way, I think, if you're looking at the positive side of things for music and just in terms of what we can accomplish for ourselves as indie artists, especially um, when you don't have like the old school ways of having necessarily um, like a big network behind you of supporters just trying to go at it by yourself. Uh, I think there's a lot of tools out there now for artists to get their songs out there and recorded and made, um, which is amazing, yeah. So for yourself, Bex, uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced and obviously have overcome in becoming successful? Um, I think an ongoing struggle with, like, especially with any type of entrepreneurship is the finances can be a big setback because there's so many things you want to do and a lot of it requires some investment in yourself and so really taking that leap of faith because I think it required a lot of just trusting myself and trusting that no these investments are going to be worth it um and but having in the past to juggle a lot of a lot of jobs and a lot of things all at the same time just to make sure that I had time and space to be able to create yeah. so that's been the biggest the biggest setback I think for me oh yes and and you're not alone yeah. you know who who inspires you through all of this Oh, um, oh, definitely my family has been um, the biggest, I think, supporters throughout like my history of music um, from the moment that I showed an interest too. My, my mom enrolled me in singing lessons when I was in high school, when they saw that I was starting to, they saw that I was writing music or trying to, and they got me an, an acoustic guitar after um, I spent a summer trying to like self-teach myself and learning five chords for my brother-in-law. Um, right away before like, I even had an investment in that, they just trusted that I was doing the right thing. So they really fostered that and encouraged that growth. Um, and I think I needed that to, to feel the confidence to keep going with it. Um, 
and, and so many musical inspirations too. I, I get inspired a lot by a lot of female singer songwriters in particular out there. And they've, they've kind of paved the way, I think, in the music industry for women just to be able to, to do a lot more. And um, yeah, there's, there's a huge list uh, that I could think of right now. So who's number one me. on the list? Probably lights. Um, I <laughs> yeah. think, yeah, that's, that's probably, yeah, that's an easy answer for me, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, when I heard your voice, she was the first person that came to my mind. So oh, no that's yeah, very interesting. Well, yeah. It makes sense just because I listen to her a lot. So her influence is going to come through a little bit, I think, just because, yeah, I've heard her records so many times. Um, so it's, it's hard not to get the influence kind of embedded into your soul a little bit. <laughs> And that's all right, definitely all right. So, I mean, 2021, though, has been a really good year for you, too, as well, right? Despite everything. Yeah, despite everything, because I think, too, with the whole, the whole, I don't think I would have recorded an album, to be honest, if things hadn't shut down, because I was going so fast-paced in the city um, that I never really had the time to sit down and really think of like, oh, like, what do I exactly want to accomplish with music? Do I want to create an album? And it gave me the time and space to sit down and be like, yeah, like, these are kind of goals I want to accomplish. And then 2021 came around and I did and I realized that dream, which was kind of surreal. Um, but it really took having quiet time and going inwards to be able to reflect and be like, what do, what do I want to say? Like, what voice do I want to have in this industry? And do I even want to have a voice in it? And the answer was yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> and is it true to say that writing this new album was kind of a catalyst for you too, or maybe a catharsis for you and, and finding out, you know, things about your own self that you didn't oh. think were there? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think writing in general, I think a lot of um, people who end up becoming musicians are often drawn to music as a form of therapy. Music, I think, is like that's one of its magics is I think it can it can really help to calm and heal and poten like potentially, yeah, heal somebody and uplift them. It's so powerful. Um, so for me, that's why I gravitate towards it. And when you're in the songwriting process and you kind of let go of your overthinking conscious mind that kind of automates throughout the day in your daily routine and you sit down and you go into your artistic more like right break um, thinking brain you can pull out things from your subconscious that you didn't even realize were buried in there and the songwriting process for me and I think for many has that effect so it can be a very powerful tool to get to know yourself for sure and for for us and those of us that can listen to this music I think a lot of people can relate to your songs uh, Bex, you know, about the things that you write about and sing about? Mm -hmm. I think I tend to gravitate towards themes that I think are relatable. Um, and, and I try to keep them, yeah, universal enough that I think anybody can relate to it and try not to get too... I like adding in some specific details where the inspiration came from, but not making it so vague that people can't connect with it on their own in their own way. And then speaking about music, there's mm -hmm. just so much out there. I'm always curious, how do you make your, your songs go like, oh, that's Bex? Honestly, like that is still a question I haven't fully answered. And I think the making of this album helps to define a little bit of that for me. I think this was the first time that I really got to hone in and explore because I think as artists, it's hard to pick and choose like, that's my sound because... 
you're always changing, you're always growing, you're always evolving, so your sound can change with you. And I think definitely going through the process of this album, it reflected who I am right now, and it brought a little piece of my soul out. And it's just, I think the most important advice is not to try to sound like anything um, and not to like seek to be so different, just let out what comes naturally and you're inevitably gonna have something unique to offer because everybody's different, everybody's got a different way of expressing themselves. So um, I think that just kind of letting it come through naturally without forcing it is the key. Wow. And so 2022, more music, more songs, another album? I, I don't want to say anything too soon because, um, like, ideally, yes, another album. There's definitely songs being written, and I, yeah, I, I'm the goals. Goals is trying to get another album out there for sure. And if, if it's not released next year, I'll definitely be performing a lot more once mm -hmm. that becomes open to us, which, fingers crossed, it seems like things are looking good for the summer. So I'm hoping to get out to some festivals and play more of Star Trails, which even though it came out just this past year, um, I think I haven't had enough opportunity to really play it for people yet. So that's kind of the next big thing I want to do is get a tour going with that and start connecting with fans again in the real world. Oh, and the real Once world. And make sure that Winnipeg is on your stop. Um, I yeah. hear that we have a really good summer festival called the Winnipeg Folk Fest that hopefully, oh, fingers <laughs> crossed, yeah. will be in person this summer. I and so. I think you, know, you would be a definite for the festival, but uh, all right, Bex, if you can, you are going mm -hmm. to perform a song for us, so I'll let you say the title and introduce the song. All right, I'm honored to. So this is Feelings. It was one of the second singles that came off of the Star Trails album, one of my favorites off the album just because of its high energy. And a little bit about the song too is, it's a little bit of what we were talking about with, we go through all this automation and kind of, um, like these, these things that kind of trigger emotions um, without us even realizing like, where is that coming from? So it's a song about kind of going inward and trying to take a deeper look of like, well, where are these emotions coming from? Where are these feelings coming from? And why am I triggering this response? And is this, does this response even make sense? Um, and it's not to invalidate feelings because I think feelings can tell us so much. So I just kind of want to reiterate that the song is not it's not kind of looking down on our emotions and saying emotions don't tell us anything. I think that's the opposite. I think emotions can reveal so much. Um, but sometimes we just need to take in a deeper look and take a pause. So that's feelings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm.
This is Ona Lu and I'll be playing for you tonight, Diamante. Serás callado, maleducada, serás sumisa o una paria, serás madre, esposa, amorosa o no serás Va apagándose tu luz, va creciendo el enojo Alza la mirada, es tu tiempo ahora Sos una roca, tu fuerza desborda Quien sea que te esté pisando, surgí de abajo y libérate Sabrán que con sus pies pesados te hiciste diamante Diamante, diamante, tomaste ese peso viejo, te hiciste diamante. Diamante, diamante, tomaste ese peso viejo, te hiciste diamante. Van abriéndose caminos Que sepan que hasta acá llegamos No es todo lo mismo Confíate de tu grito interno No sos de vivir desde el miedo Tu voluntad no está quebrada No es tuyo el desierto 
alza la mirada tu tiempo ahora sos una roca tu fuerza desborda quien sea que te esté pisando surgí de abajo y liberate sabrán que con sus pies pesados te hiciste diamante diamante Tomaste ese peso viejo, te hiciste diamante Diamante, diamante Tomaste ese peso viejo, te hiciste diamante No podés ser invisible porque a otro le incomoda Ya no quiero estar callada si hay tantas que lloran desborda sea que te esté pisando surgí de abajo y liberate sabrán que con sus pies pesados te hiciste diamante 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 tomaste ese peso viejo te hiciste diamante diamante peso viejo y me hice diamante Bravo, bravo, bravo Oh my goodness, thank you so, so much Analu that was Thank beautiful. you, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Oh, I can't believe it. Okay, before we wind things up, though, you've got your new album. It's called Diamante. <laughs> um, there are six singles, six singles out. One more single coming on April 8th. And then at the end of April, the full album of 12 songs. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And where can we get it, of course? Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. All, all the <laughs> platforms. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube. On Instagram, I do it live every week, every Wednesday, and um, yeah, a live over a year now, every week. Oh my Wednesday, goodness. lunch break with Onalu. Oh, lunch <laughs> break with Onalu. That's N O N N A L O U. Thanks, Tracy. That's thank you right. so much, and thank you to all of you for joining us on Hugh Spotlight. And if you are a musician that want to get your music out, give us a shout at hello at ilikehugh.com. So have a good evening, and we'll see you next time on Hugh Spotlight. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. 
wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.